The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Today is going to be a pretty intense show, but educational show. And we're going to talk about the how-tos of forming a nonprofit corporation organization. And we have with us today a lawyer that specializes in this area, and his name is Martin Trippiano. Welcome, Martin. Well, good morning, Cindy. Nice to be on the show. It's nice to have you. You have your radio voice on. Well, it'll be it'll be fun this morning, uh, learning and uh, telling people about um, how they can. Uh, form a nonprofit uh, corporation and, and uh, specifically make sure that it's a tax exempt nonprofit corporation. Keeping it all legal. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a big job, and and uh, what I enjoy doing is uh, as a lawyer helping people that that want to uh, serve the various needs in our community, um, overcome all the legal issues that uh, are um, exist out there, and and uh, allow them to focus their energies and resources on. Uh, serving the people that they want to. Well, let's talk about how you became involved in representing nonprofits, Martin. Well, for a long time, uh, I've uh, enjoy- really had a passion for helping uh, people that uh, were in need and, and found myself um, volunteering as a director uh, for a number of organizations and, and for a while chaired a uh, private school and, and currently I'm the chair of a maternity home for uh, homeless pregnant women. And um, I was, uh, you know, constantly pulled into uh, that world and uh, found myself uh, really tilted in every way towards spending my time doing that. And as a lawyer, of course, I saw the difficulties that uh, or managers often had uh, trying to comply, let alone having the time and resources to comply with the various rules. Well, you know, it's, it's also difficult and challenging for you because it's not always, it's not a legal issue. Um, you get into accounting areas, which, sure, there's accounting law that, you know, involves taxation and, you know, proper bookkeeping, I would imagine, as well, too. Well, it certainly does, and I think that's the, uh, we'll touch on a little bit later, but it's, as people consider uh, forming a nonprofit corporation, they have to make sure that they have uh, typically board resources uh, that are familiar with the various uh, operational aspects of a nonprofit so that at least they're aware of the issues and um, frequently, of course, uh, devote their own time to properly organizing areas like finance or uh, human resources uh, or taxes, uh, the need for tax filings and so forth. Exactly. Uh, well, listen, let's go to the basics, okay? Let's sure. define Let's define nonprofit corporations because I think in all of my years in public relations and marketing and, you know, being a corporate officer in large companies, I think that most people think they know what it is, but they really don't know what it is. They have ideas of what they think a nonprofit corporation is because they think charity, giving money, easy, but they really don't know what it is. So let's, let's talk about a definition, Martin. Well, the, uh, a nonprofit corporation is really a particular type of corporation uh, which does not have any shareholders. Uh, and so there's no private uh, ownership of the corporation that's formed. Uh, and, uh, for example, in California, there can be three types of nonprofit corporations. 
uh, one that we're probably uh, most interacting with and familiar with is a public benefit corporation, uh, which uh, typically does uh, charitable work uh, or work that benefits the public. Uh, there's a second kind called a mutual benefit corporation, uh, and those uh, might be organizations like uh, business associations, uh, trade associations, uh, and similar types. And then finally, there's a religious nonprofit corporation, uh, and so then we might get uh, churches or uh, religious schools uh, incorporating uh, using that form. And well, yes, these... I'm going to interrupt for one second sure. because we're not just a, you know, a California-based show. Of course. Um, I know that you and I have discussed that. You know, obviously, the rules and regulations change from state to state, but would you say that those three basic kinds of charitable organizations are, you know, um, typical of what you might find state to state, even though the laws might vary slightly? Yes, that's correct. Um, each, each of these types of nonprofit corporations reflect a continuum of um, various uh, permitted activities uh, from each state's uh, perspective. Uh, the most uh, restrictive, albeit still quite generous, is the uh, public benefit uh, corporation. And then the one that is least restricted are the religious corporations, that is, to uh, make sure that there is a, um, a dividing line between the, um, the state's control of those corporations and their own uh, separate activities uh, so that the, their religious activities are not unduly impacted. Right. Okay. So continue. I interrupted you when you talked about the three basic kinds of nonprofits. Yeah, that, that's correct. And and the uh, the formation as a nonprofit corporation alone, uh, even after it's incorporated, uh, does not uh, necessarily does, does not give you tax exemption. Uh, and uh, the exemption is a matter of the uh, at both the federal level by the Internal Revenue Service and at the state level by the individual state tax authorities of an application for a tax-exempt status because the, each organization, of course, is receiving a tremendous uh, benefit from the government uh, by being uh, tax-exempt and being able to, by avoiding uh, income taxes uh, for one type of tax, uh, they can uh, tremendously leverage uh, their activities uh, and uh, therefore benefit the communities. The government, of course, uh, likes this in the right circumstances, and, and of course, uh, if uh, it's abused, and, and the application is, of course, intended to prevent abuse, uh, try to limit uh, the um, tax-exempt groups to uh, those that are, are properly doing the work that uh, the government wants them to be doing. Well, of course. Uh, well, let's talk about the forms. Let's talk about, you know, deductible um, you talk about a typical 501c3, and for those people that have no idea what a 501c3 application or form is, help us understand. Well, a, a 501c3 organization is one type of uh, 27 different types of tax-exempt organizations that are identified in the federal tax law. Uh, and the 501c3 uh, includes... Um, the charities that we're most familiar with, uh, those would include religious, charitable, uh, scientific, uh, testing for public safety, uh, literary or educational purposes, uh, fostering national or international sports competition, uh, or the prevention of cruelty to children or animals. 
and those obviously include things like food banks, international relief efforts, uh, homes for women and children, um, schools, and so forth. Uh, now, they file a, a uh, internal revenue form called the 1023, uh, and this form is uh, uh, it's about 12 pages long uh, and basically is, I think, best viewed as a business plan. Uh, the uh, IRS wants to know what your plans are and requires you to include both a narrative description of the plans as well as a three-year budget of how you see the both the funding and the expenses of the organization uh, in the next your, few years. And your law firm, Martin, you know, will and can help an individual get through the rigorous motions of this form should your client request that, obviously. That's right. And, and I think that uh, while there's, uh, there are many available resources um, to assist people to fill out these forms, uh, if, if the investment is worthwhile. I, was, I, I think I best liken it to um, hiring an architect to build a home. And, of course, you want to, to have a good foundation and you want all of the uh, structure of the home to be solid so that you can successfully use it for many years. And a uh, nonprofit uh, corporation is the same way. If you spend the time to build it correctly in the first place, uh, you're going to have an organization that will function effectively uh, for quite a long time. So the it's worth either having a lawyer uh, help you all along the way uh, or uh, certainly review the process at critical points to make sure that it's done correctly. Right, and the legal, service, legal services will ultimately be deductible, right? <laughs> that's correct. So um, that's, a, that's added value when a person thinks they want to start a nonprofit and then they have to confront legal fees, it's not easy. A lot of people who start nonprofits really don't have, you know, financial seating. But um, in order to do it right, it's probably best for the long term to invest in legal services. Well, the, I think if uh, each person uh, that is considering filing, uh, creating a nonprofit uh, remembers that they're beginning a business um, and in, indeed uh, if they're as successful as uh, they want to be, it's going to be a substantial business. Uh, and to really for the cost of a few thousand dollars at the beginning of the process to make sure that uh, the incorporation is done correctly, that the filings with the tax authorities is done correctly, um, and that the arrangements for the employment of uh, various staff people is done correctly and so forth, um, they're going to be in a much better position to focus their energies on uh, the particular pursuit that they have as opposed to being distracted by uh, later issues that crop up uh, because they fail to pay attention to them. And w- issues, of course, which can uh, result sometimes in, in significant penalties, uh, which uh, really are misuse of the, of the funds of the organization. Where can people call you, Martin? I told you that throughout the course of the show you'd be able to plug your website and give your phone number so that if a person wants to start a proper nonprofit corporation, they could call you. Sure, the, uh, and I'd be happy to talk with them. My uh, office phone number is 818-783-5151, and my website is www 
M as in Mary, Trupiano, T-R-U-P-I-A-N-O, law.com. So make sure, folks, that you call, give Martin a call if you want to consult about doing this right and not getting into trouble later, right? Well, listen, um, in a minute we're going to have to take a commercial break, but um, before we take a break, I just wanted to define quickly things that are non-deductible, which is the 501c6. And that's for trade associations and stuff like that. They're not charitable deductions. Yes, there there are uh, actually quite a long group of of um, tax exempt organizations where the income of the organization may not be taxable. The government will will give that privilege, but that the uh, they cannot accept tax deductible donations. And, uh, and one example, at least, is a trade association um, where the uh, for example, for lawyers, uh, the particular organization is not charged tax on its revenue, but the um, dues and the uh, contributions, if we can use that word in this case, uh, made to them uh, are not tax deductible. Uh, but, of course, there are business expenses for lawyers that belong to them, uh, and so that uh, they are, you get some tax benefit, but it's not as a charitable deduction. We'll talk about that in the next segment because we have to take a break. More with Martin Trippiano and nonprofit organizations in one minute. Thanks. Stand by. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. There's a purpose revolution sweeping the world. Now more than ever before, in the midst of so many things they could do, people are asking what they should do. Since 1991, John Stanko has been helping people all over the world answer these questions. Now John is bringing his purpose message and philosophy to Voice America, where you will hear from people of purpose like John, who have found what they were created to do. Join John and his guests from around the world every week on his show, Your Purpose Quest, 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, 
and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Martin Trepiano, advising nonprofits and foundations. So, Martin, I don't know if you wanted to add anything else about the non-deductible 501c6 corporations, which were not tax that generally are not um, charitable charitable deductions, but you know, of course, can be business expense deductions. Yes, I think it's uh, just best to realize the wide variety of. Uh, tax exempt organizations that exist, uh, trade associations being one, uh, political um, action committees uh, uh, falling into uh, a different space. Um, there are, are organizations for um, maintenance of cemeteries and so forth. There's a very long list. Uh, each of them has their unique uh, attributes, and uh, this is one of the purposes of uh, consulting with a lawyer in terms of the um, different uh, organizational forms that uh, may may be needed uh, for the pursuit that the uh, particular group has, uh, wants to pursue. Um, it's got it's a little complicated though because I'm sure that you know there might be some gray areas. I mean, you talk about you know the maintenance of cemeteries. Um, you know, isn't that you know isn't the maintenance of cemeteries? I guess it's the combination of municipal parks and private business. Uh, it can certainly be that way, and, and uh, perhaps I can give you an example of a, of a uh, again, to go back to the trade association. Um, it can, in fact, uh, split the line between uh, providing a, a service for its own members uh, in a professional sense and also educational uh, opportunities for the public. And uh, depending upon uh, which way that tilts, if there's enough of a a benefit for the public in general, uh, it may well be considered a, a 501c3 organization uh, and therefore get the benefit of both tax exemption and charitable deductions, at least as to that portion of its program. Uh, so that uh, you do have to consider very specifically the activities of the organization uh, to um, be able to properly characterize it. All right, well, let's move on and talk about the disadvantages of a tax-exempt nonprofit corporation, because I'm sure there are some. Well, there, there certainly are, and, and uh, there's uh, some uh, uh, landmines in this area that you need to be aware of uh, as, uh, as you begin. The, uh, you know, I, I heard a, uh, a story uh, about a, uh, a charity that was beginning, and the founder uh, donated a... Uh, Large piece of real estate uh, to the uh, to the charity, uh, but then after a short period of time, uh, the charity uh, just failed of its purpose, uh, and of course the donor wanted the real estate back. But one of the 
aspects of a nonprofit corporation is that once the re- assets are put into the exempt or nonprofit corporation, they cannot be taken out and, and need to be given to another uh, 501c3 or charitable organization. So you can't really collapse it and say, oh, my God, that didn't work, so... <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, very, the very purpose of these uh, organizations is to take resources and, and uh, in the 501c3 context, permanently dedicate them to charitable purposes. Mm-hmm. So they don't come back at any point to privately benefit um, any particular person or group. No, but of course if somebody really does want to, you know, I'm sure that there are cases where people just run out of money. So if you run out of money, there's no money to be refunneled. Well, that's right. And, and uh, I know that the in various states, uh, uh, the, those people, the, the government would, would like to uh, get those charities off its books by having them formally dissolved. Uh, but sometimes they don't even have the uh, money to, to do that, and so we get large numbers of charities on the books, but probably a considerably smaller number actually uh, operating. Well, how difficult is it to formally dissolve a charity? I mean, is it a form, or do you really, would somebody need to call you? Well, if, if in fact the, the assets are all gone, then of course it becomes much easier. If the uh, and, and it's a matter of, of notifying the state authorities uh, that that point has been reached and that the uh, it is no longer operating. Uh, of course, the, the authorities want to be assured that the assets uh, have in fact been used for a charitable purpose and and consumed as opposed to being paid over to uh, some private individuals. Uh, the the uh, in the case of a charity that uh, has remaining assets, uh, for example. Uh, real estate, but uh, they can no longer afford the budget to operate it, then, of course, uh, it can be dissolved, but then uh, you have to specifically show the transfer of those assets uh, to another uh, 501c3. Are there disadvantages of a tax-exempt nonprofit corporation, Martin? Well, the the uh, people should not uh, go into them thinking that they can uh, privately benefit from them for example, by employing themselves at salaries that are uh, not reasonable. Uh, the uh, government, uh, both at a state level frequently and certainly at the federal level, uh, requires uh, uh, compensation for the officers to be approved by uh, independent directors that uh, are not uh, you know, paid and not uh, receiving benefits from the corporation to make a determination that the salaries uh, are reasonable, and and uh, if anyone thinks that they uh, are going to uh, form a nonprofit and then take exorbitant salaries out of them, uh, they should be uh, you know forewarned that uh, the tax authorities uh, frown on that, and the, the penalties uh, are both civil and uh, if it's very abusive, can uh, even rise to a criminal level. You um, gave me an anecdote when we talked in our office about. Something that happened with horses for Katrina. Can you elaborate? Oh, that's right. The, the uh, of course, uh, uh, with the uh, really the disaster uh, that surrounded the uh, Katrina uh, hurricane a couple of years ago, uh, there was really an outpouring of uh, help uh, for that area. And one of the, uh, the charities that that started up uh, really to to address one issue there was one that. Uh, 
uh, sought to provide care for uh, horses that were uh, injured or displaced by the by the hurricane, and in a short period of time had raised eight million dollars for that purpose. Uh, the only thing was that none of the money ever went for that purpose, and and uh, indeed uh, they sought to divert it uh, for their own uses, uh, but fortunately were uh, discovered uh, by the authorities, and those funds were you know reclaimed by the government, and and um, you know now diverted to a proper charity uh, that, are, that is serving that purpose. When you say unfortunately, I think it's fortunate. I mean, you know, in, a, in this day and time when, you know, our economy is really shaky, I mean, there's really, there's no room for greed in the for-profit world. <laughs> so I don't see why there should be any room for greed in the non-profit world. So. Oh, yeah, the, the, the uh, uh, I certainly agree that, that it's, it's um, it's correct that they uh, caught these people and and uh, put the money in the right direction. It's uh, it's unfortunate that these things occur. Well, that's and probably why people, when they're forming nonprofits, have to understand why there are so many rules and regulations. I, you and I have discussed the fact that you know, unfortunately, there are people who are well intentioned, but unfortunately, there are people who are not well intentioned. So you you know. Everybody has to look out for those because abuse isn't good for any system. Well, uh, people should, as they consider, uh, you know, giving to nonprofits. Um, most, uh, most nonprofits are more than happy to provide you copies of their um, uh, tax return forms, where they show you really where all the money goes, um, and uh, should also be willing to, um, you know openly talk with you about their compensation, what the officers are receiving. And, uh, the, uh, you know, that's sort of a litmus test in my mind of, you know, how transparent are the organizations. And if they're not willing to uh, be quite forthright with you uh, on those uh, financial topics, likely they're, they're uh, not doing the right job in uh, the area that uh, they, you know, purport to be serving. And we're going to start moving into a different, you know, Subject, even though we're going to go into a commercial in the next three minutes, but let's start talking about whether a nonprofit corporation is automatically exempt from taxes because I think people assume that they are. Why don't you clarify? Well, yeah, I have received calls from, uh, from people who have, uh, for example, uh, incorporated a nonprofit corporation and believe that they're automatically tax exempt. Uh, or uh, people that uh, receive a uh, call and receive a tax ID number and believe that that either is, in fact, the formation of a corporation or that somehow that gives them tax exemption. And, of course, neither one of those is true. Uh, tax exemption is the result of a, of a rather, in fact, it's the more difficult part of starting a nonprofit um, because of the length of the form and the amount of detail that you have to provide in order to justify uh, the grant of the tax-exempt tax status. Oh, yes, that's understandable. And then you have to obtain the tax ID number. And that's, you know, then, you know, you have to talk about the formations of an NPO and what an NPO is. But, of course, we only have another second. So instead, I'm going to ask you again to give your contact information. So if anybody wants to form a nonprofit the right way, they know who to call. Yeah, I'd be happy to um, uh, talk to anyone who's interested in doing this. My number is 
1-800-273-5151. And my website is www.mtrupianolaw.com. Okay, um, after this commercial break, I want to talk a little bit more about what an NPO is, because a lot of people who don't know the lingo won't really know what an NPO is, and, um, you know, ta- you know, forming a tax-exempt nonprofit, and, you know, giving everybody enough information so that they know what to do if they want to form a nonprofit, period. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakn-rollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with Trippiano, and we're talking about how to form a nonprofit. And Martin, did you want to add anything? We were talking about what an NPO might be, because a lot of people might now. 
the uh, yeah, actually those are the letters that I use to refer to a nonprofit organization, and uh, I don't know that they're in, in common usage, but it's a, sh- a shorthand that I have uh, for referring to nonprofits. Uh, I will, uh, as we were uh, taking the break here, uh, there's one point that I should mention, and that is that, that even tax exempt nonprofit corporations uh, sometimes have to pay income taxes. And, and that uh, happens when something that they're doing uh, results in income, uh, and that uh, that particular uh, pursuit is not part uh, or is outside the the purpose for the nonprofit uh, organization. Uh, and maybe I can give an example. Um, if a, for example, a school uh, operates a handicraft store where they sell the work of their students, um, that obviously is is part of their exempt purpose. They're sort of providing an outlet for their students' work. However, if they also sell uh, work that is made by uh, the general public, uh, that portion of their income is taxable, and they would have to separately report that and pay tax on that. Um, A similar situation might exist if a a museum has a theater in which they show uh, educational films, but on the weekends, or in the, on the evenings when the museum is closed, if they show uh, general motion pictures for the general public, uh, then those um, those receipts, that income, would be taxable to them. So you have to be careful about the the um, income generating activities that the nonprofits engage in to make sure it's within their purpose, uh, and if it's not, uh, make sure that uh, the proper taxes are paid on it. Well, let me ask you a question. There's a term called NGO that's being used a lot right now. Are you familiar with that? Uh, NGOs, uh, that'd be a non-governmental organization, typically used uh, in uh, international um, uh, relief efforts of some kind. At least that's the context that I know it in. And um, is that generally a not-for-profit status? or? Well, uh, as a general matter, I think that that's right. There's no uh, there's no equivalence necessarily uh, be- between the, the nonprofit tax exempt um, groups that we're talking about here and NGOs. Although I think, as a general matter, uh, my understanding would be that they would be um, tax exempt groups uh, attempting to do uh, relief and other aid work in, in different parts of the world. Okay, let's move on to. Um, forming a tax-exempt nonprofit, and let's talk about how hard is it to start. Let's talk about what you have to do because I think that from your point of view, it's pretty easy. Well, the the uh, in, in some ways it is it is easy, uh, but I, and I think the challenge for most uh, beginning organizations, and and this I think applies to whether it's a for-profit or a nonprofit group, is that you you need to have a uh, a business plan. And uh, the uh, Form 1023, uh, which uh, needs to be filed for tax exemption with the IRS, uh, basically in its own way forces the development of a business plan uh, by the organization because it requires a narrative of what you're presently doing and what you plan to do as an organization. And then uh, in a separate part, it asks for a three-year budget for the nonprofit, and that, and ask specifically that that budget be related to the narrative that you earlier provided. 
now the and so that they sort of get a check does this group uh, are they correctly uh, relating what they want to do with the uh, budget uh, that they've uh, forecasted for the next several years really a matter of uh, both uh, business planning and financial credibility uh, in terms of what they're doing uh, which is not to to overstate the difficulty of doing that or the the scrutiny that the IRS gives to it, but it does provide the opportunity for a nonprofit founder to really be challenged to consider the uh, the goals and the financing of the organization. And what things should people think about if they are interested in starting a nonprofit? Well, uh, the uh, I think we've talked about. Uh, our, as we prepared for the show, the fact that there are more than a million nonprofit organizations in the United States. Uh, and while uh, many of them are um, inactive uh, or very small, uh, there are a large number of groups that uh, already exist. And um, in, the, in the charitable world, certainly the, the larger foundations and, and donors and grantors of monies for uh, various charitable work, um, you know, they appreciate that in most cases, not always, but in many cases, the the larger uh, charities that are are serving different needs are probably more effective than than smaller ones. Uh, which isn't to say that people shouldn't start their own because there are unique needs to be met. On the other hand, they should think about whether or not they can join forces with an existing charity uh, and, uh, and not duplicate uh, the administrative structure, uh, but bring their ta- time, talent, and resources into this group uh, to serve uh, a need that they both share a passion to serve. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, a good challenge. You know, I like to, to challenge uh, people that want to form nonprofits to make sure that uh, it's not ego-driven, but it's really need-driven. How can we best serve the need that's out there? And uh, many times you can do that by joining with people that are much more experienced and able um, and would love to have additional help uh, by a um, you know, new people or a new group of people coming into their, their organization. But sometimes, of course, there might be disagreements about distributions of funds once you merge with another or work with another NPO. Uh, there, there was always uh, a life is people and relationships, and and uh, obviously there I, there are many out there that are uh, there's enough choices I think to to have that as a serious consideration. Uh, but sometimes there's uh, unique needs that uh, come up. I mean, for example, uh, there are a number of charities that we see forming now uh, to help uh, veterans that are returning from Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, you know, on and on. There, there, every every year and every month provides uh, needs that have come up that are deserving and need uh, a new organization to uh, particularly address. All right, well, let's talk about um, another tip that you and I have discussed, which is has the applicant identified an unserved or underserved need? That's a part, that's a a, a good step in moving forward and identifying whether or not there's a need for the nonprofit in the first place. Yeah, that's right. The uh, uh, 
there. Now you sort of have to do a market, uh, sort of a, some market analysis of um, you know this. This may be a need on my particular block, but is it a, a more general need? Because uh, non nonprofit and tax exempt organizations need to be serving a a class or a group of people that's large enough to justify their exemption. And so, um, and certainly the from a more sophisticated level, the foundations and and donors uh, want to know that you know what's in the marketplace. That, that for example, if you want to do a, a a food bank in your community, um, you know they want you to be aware of the fact that there may be three others that already exist that are doing very well. And the question to you is, you know, why you? Well, I think that's really true, you know. And, you know, you also have mentioned to me in the past um, war veterans and their families. I'm sure that there's a lot of charities, but maybe not, you know. But it's up for, you know, it would certainly be up for discussion in identifying the need. Now, and I think that's correct because the, uh, you know, for example, in the, uh, charity that I work with that, that helps uh, uh, homeless pregnant women. Uh, in in many ways, that's a very um, individual uh, service that's provided, and, and really best provided at a almost a family type level. So that um, the fact that there are a number uh, of homes in a given area, uh, that that's probably the right way to, you know. Deal with it on a smaller scale, you know, and eight or nine, you know, rooms in this home and so forth around the city. Whereas other uh, pursuits like a food bank, uh, you know, a food bank can serve a fairly large area, and you don't need multiple food banks in order to be effective to serve that particular need. Um, so you I would talk I would, about you talk about a litmus test as to whether or not a person can evaluate whether if they really have the passion to go forward with an NPO, why don't you talk about your litmus test? Well, this is this is sort of the uh, a reality test of uh, you as a founder. You have the passion to uh, help a group, but uh, do you have a, a group of board members? Uh, usually, five or more is a, is a, certainly a minimum size uh, that that agree with you that this is something that should be developed into a formal organization uh, and be pursued. Um, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's, if it's just you and one other person, I'm, it's not to say that that isn't the place to start and grow from, but um, as the organization, you know, in order to give form to it, to find a group of people that will come alongside and say, yes, this is worthy, we agree, we will su- not only financially support this, but we will support this in the community and publicize it and bring others in, and you begin to get momentum going for the organization. If, if that's lacking and you're not finding that support, uh, you certainly have to ask the question whether uh, this is the right organization to be forming. Yeah, or whether or not you're the right person to form it. Well, listen, we have to take our last commercial break before our last segment. I told you it would go by very fast. Stay tuned for more with Martin Trippiano and discussing nonprofit
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Real Talk with Marcy Mason, a refreshing and charming talk radio show for all of you entertainment enthusiasts. Whether you're stargazing on Hollywood Boulevard or in the stands cheering for your favorite team, Real Talk is here to satisfy the curiosity of the dedicated lifestyle and entertainment enthusiasts by giving everyday people the information they crave about what's going on in their communities and the world around them. Don't miss Real Talk with Marcy Mason, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Did you do your homework today? Relationship Homework is a program about working with others in the home and in the workplace. Relationships with others are vital in getting work done. You'll learn guidance and reclaim the power to expand your capacity to take effective action in your relationships at home and at work. Each program will include a weekly homework assignment to take back and implement over the following week. Join host Udall DeOlio for Relationship Homework every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Martin Trepiano, and we're talking about nonprofit organizations, and Martin is the go-to guy in this arena if you want to form one, if you have questions about one, and um, we're hoping that the show has informed a lot of people so far about the do's and don'ts and the how-to's, and Martin, did we, did we finish talking about the Martin Trepiano litmus test? In our last segment, I think we did. The, uh, it is important to make sure that uh, there are enough people that are uh, sharing your vision um, in order for the um, it to get off the ground and be successful. It's not uh, nonprofit uh, organizations; they're not uh, lone ranger pursuits. And uh, the, the whole idea is to serve the public in a substantial way. And uh, having the people support you on the, on the board uh, tells a lot about uh, whether or not. Uh, it's the right idea or the right time for uh, what you want to be doing. All right, so we pass the litmus test. 
we already had this consultation with you. You have already informed us that you think that we have the passion and, you know, we have the, you know, everything it takes to go forward with the headaches involved. <laughs> That's right. Now, the administration yes. involved, so what's next? Well, the, uh, I think it's important to realize that you're running a business and uh, that uh, it's a, a business that's going to involve both uh, doing the particular charitable work that you want to be doing as well as continuing to, uh, you know, raise the funding to uh, keep it going. And uh, uh, that's uh, certainly not uh, an easy part of uh, keeping your uh, both the passion going because you want to be doing the actual work itself, but also handling the administration. And and uh, interestingly, you know, you can't you can't delegate uh, sort of the passion part of the uh, nonprofit to other people. Uh, I had a uh, situation recently in which I was working with a uh, director to prepare their tax exempt application, and in the course of uh, our discussions. Uh, she realized that uh, while she was a really good administrator, uh, she didn't share the founder's uh, passion uh, for the particular uh, pursuit that they were uh, uh, chasing and and uh, ended up, uh, I think, as a matter of integrity, uh, resigning as the director uh, and uh, letting the group get someone else to help uh, lead the way. So it's... it's uh, it's something that's very personal, uh, and and I, and I use passion, I think, in the in really the the right sense that uh, people that are involved in various nonprofit charities uh, really need to feel and and uh, have a great desire uh, for what they're doing, uh, because the the otherwise it's just a matter of duty and obligation, and uh, that's no fun, as we know. Well, then you might as well just not be involved with charity. You might as well just be, you know, involved in the mundane and, you know, <laughs> doing other kinds of work. That's yeah, all. That's right, yes. Find, find what you want to be do, doing and do it. Uh, and if uh, this uh, particular charity isn't uh, your thing, either, you know, find something else that you want to be doing uh, or, uh, you know, just stay with your job or whatever. But, but don't... Uh, it's a lot more fun and enjoyable for everyone involved if there's... Uh, a real desire to uh, be serving in a, in a charitable organization. Well, I think that, you know, whether people um, admire this charity or not, I have to really say that the people who run PETA are extremely dedicated and passionate. And, mm-hmm. again, there are a lot of people that don't agree with some of the bullying tactics that PETA publicizes very well, and that's sort of part of why, you know, they, they go to extreme lengths to get noticed. But that all comes from a passion for a love of animals. Um, you know, the, the executive director, Dan Matthews, has been running this charity, I think, for nearly 30 years now. And um, he still has the same kind of passion and the same kind of dedication and the same kind of energy that, you know, he's had from the very beginning of moving forward with it. So, you know, I think about Dan Matthews and I think about the fact that he is out on his mission to, you know, recognize and publicize the safety of animals and the treatment of animals 24-7. He does not stop, ever. And um, I think that's the kind of passion that it takes. 
and he's involved creatively. He's involved as a spokesperson. He goes to different countries. He's been thrown in jail for it. <laughs> not because of not forming the nonprofit, right, but just because sometimes he, you know, is inappropriate in the lines that he crosses to make his points. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it really takes a person who, you know, is willing to take, you know, you know, put everything from their lives into it. And, um, you know, you and I both know people who have done that and who have done it well. All right, so let's talk about the administrative side again. You have talked about some, you know, forms and how much these forms cost and, you know, articles of incorporation. Please clarify. Yeah, I might just, uh, just on the uh, filing fees, uh, the uh, it's generally relatively inexpensive to form a corporation under... Uh, a, under state law, um, perhaps the fees could be under $50 or, or under $100, but it's modest. Um, the tax exemption application to the uh, IRS is $750, uh, and so you want to keep that in mind uh, as you're you know, collecting funds initially uh, because there's that fee in addition to whatever um, legal or accounting fees may be required in order to put that application together. Uh, I would uh, uh, want to note, though, as the another distinction of a nonprofit corporation, and a charitable one in particular, is that the, all of the resources that uh, come to the organization uh, are held uh, by the organization uh, as a fiduciary. That is, you have a, a specially uh, high standard of responsibility and trust uh, associated with those assets, uh, and uh, that fiduciary obligation um, sometimes can result in personal liability by the uh, directors and the officers of the organization. Um, they cannot, you know, treat the resources as their own, but must treat them uh, as they're being held for uh, the charitable purposes. So, um, good idea to have a lawyer involved. But before we end the show. Very, very important information we need to get to our listeners is, you know, where can people find more helpful information? Well, I think the, a very good spot to begin is the IRS website. Uh, they have a very um, complete website with many helps that provide both an overview of tax-exempt organizations as well as, you know, detailed guides uh, in terms of how uh, a tax exemption application is prepared and, and filed uh, successfully. Um, their website is irs.gov slash charities. And I, would, I think that's a, a good first place to begin. Uh, many states as well uh, have um, also helpful websites, uh, either with their Secretary of State uh, or with their uh, particular tax authorities, uh, that also describe uh, for uh, people who want to start a, a tax-exempt organization uh, just what is involved. So I would, go, I would turn to those two places first. Okay, well, listen, the hour is, the hour is complete. Um, we went through a lot of information. Make sure if you want to listen to this show again to download it at www.voiceamerica.com. And certainly you could contact Martin Truppiano and, um, you know, 
he can be reached at 818 um, Is it 5151? That's correct. Did I get it right? You sure did. You know, sometimes at this age, I need my glasses to look at business cards <laughs> when I'm speaking on the phone doing the show. But listen, thank you so much for your time and your information. And um, I hope everybody has a terrific week. Take care. You're welcome.